Welcome and thank you for listening to the Okuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, leading by empowering others, and linking to our community. Today, Pastor Humby Cerveta will share a message with you. We hope you enjoy it. Okay, guys. Now, before we jump into today's message, I just wanted to talk, uh, take a minute to talk about our Trunk or Treat event that we held yesterday. Now, man, I, I just want you to know how proud I am of all of our people. We had a bunch of you show up to link to our community yesterday, and it was about as nice as you could ask it for it to be out there. You know, all the cars look so good. Everyone got to have a fun experience uh, by driving, by each and every car. Then each one of our teams were just totally on point. We had our traffic team getting people in and out safely. Our, our safety team made sure that everyone was feeling nice and safe and following procedures. Then we had a group of people making sure that everyone had enough candy. All the way around, this was an amazing event and I could not be more proud of y'all. Thanks to everyone who showed up, put things together, and donated to this amazing time where we got to link to our community. Now let's get into the message. Right now we are in our third section of this series called Learn To. Now in this section, we have been focusing on learning to lead. So this section connects to our third part of our four L's of Akuo, which are like the pillars of how we will be in community with Jesus and one another. And those four L's that we want to do are listen to God, love people, lead by empowering, and link to our community. Last week, we learned that we want to lead like Jesus, and we saw what that can look like. Now, that was the overview of these few weeks, but what I really want to drill into this week is what that actually looks like. Where I want to start with us today is with this idea of an inheritance. You see, basically an inheritance is something that is given to you by a generation that came before you. A lot of times people will see it today when, when somebody passes away. What will happen is the person that passes away has a bunch of like money or property or just random things uh, and, and they end up giving it to their surviving children or family members. Now the person receiving the stuff inherits it. That's more or less uh, what an inheritance is about today. It's something that's actually been going on for a very, very long time. Now, let me ask you this. Are you working to give someone an inheritance of their own? Do you have kids like, like you're saving up for so someday they can have something? Or do you have someone that is working for you to give you an inheritance? Now, here's the deal. Whether you know it or not, the answer is yes to both of those questions. We talked about it last week. We're all leaders. That means we are all leaving an inheritance of something to the people that are following us. It might not necessarily be physical things, but we're leaving something. So much of what we are leaving to people has to do with the inheritance that we are receiving. Now, here's the deal. You can't leave someone an inheritance, something that you don't have. That's why we really have to dig into this today. We have to understand where we are getting our inheritance from. The way I look at it, is there are two places we can receive an inheritance in this world. Uh, the first one is from the world itself, or the second one is from God. Now, what is different about this inheritance that I'm talking about right now is that we actually get to choose who we will receive from, the world or from God. So the big idea that I want you to think through today is this. To lead, you have to receive the Father's inheritance. To lead, you have to receive the Father's inheritance. Because again, you can't give something 
that you don't have. And there's actually a story that Jesus tells that hits on this exact same thing. It's actually called the story of the prodigal son. And you can find it in the book of Luke in chapter 15. So let's go ahead and start reading it now. There it says, A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. So here are these two sons. The younger one wants his inheritance now. He doesn't want to have to wait until his, father's die, his father dies. He wants to go out and live in the world. He wants to stand on his own two feet. He wants to make a name for himself. I would say that he really wants to use the inheritance from his father to receive the full inheritance the world has to offer from him. Now, we do the same thing when we decide that we want to be led by the world. Now, all of this doesn't happen in like one quick shot like it does with the younger son. We don't go to the world and say, hey, we, we want it now. Uh, we just kind of do it little by little. In the book, Lead Like Jesus, written by Ken Blanchard, Phil Hodges, and Phyllis Hendry, they call this process of choosing the world uh, edging out God. And they see a few ways that we do that. In their book, they say this, the greatest barrier to leading like Jesus is edging God out of our lives. We believe you can edge God out in three ways. You can replace him as the object of your worship, as a source of your security, self-worth, and wisdom, and as the audience for and authority over your daily work and life story. So this is exactly what the younger son did. He edged his father out of his life. Then he went out into the world on his own. And we do the same thing. When we go out there and we slowly edge God out of our lives, we replace him. We replace him with people people around us, including ourselves. And what happens is you quickly realize when you do that, that the only thing that can get you out of the situation you're in is hard work, no matter what it is. And, and what's funny is you, you might be like, well, I don't work that hard. I just kind of lean on people. Even leaning on people takes work because you've got to communicate, right? You've got to work to communicate. You've got to work to be vulnerable because you're not actually like used to being vulnerable. You have to work to maintain what you have received. Heck, there's even work involved with showing up to the right place so they give you money every week so you don't have to work. So what happens when you're led by the world and you receive your inheritance from it is that you develop a self-reliance. You realize that you have to do things to make stuff happen in your life. That it's totally up to you and no one else. Now, when we rely on ourselves, there are things that like, can keep us motivated. Normally, it's one of two things, and actually sometimes it can be both, and neither of them are very good. They can actually become two incredibly toxic emotions. They are fear and pride. Now, what happens when you end up with fear is that you aren't motivated by what's ahead of you, what the, the great things that you're striving after, but rather you're motivated by what can go wrong. Now, what I mean is that instead of grasping for the thing that you're supposed to be moving towards, instead of doing the things uh, that are right because they're right, you do them because you're afraid of what might happen if you don't do them. Now, what can happen is that you can be so afraid to fail that you don't even start. What can happen is that you can quit as soon as it gets hard. What can happen is that you choose the thing that's actually tearing you apart the thing that you know you should leave because you know what's going to happen there in that pain. But you're afraid to see what is going to happen out there. 
Now, the other piece of inheritance that you can receive from the world is pride. Now, what happens when you end up with pride is that you always know. Oh, I know. I know. I know. You can have people around you giving you wise counsel, but I know. You can get more wrapped up in who is delivering you information rather than looking at the information that is being delivered to you. You can have this pride that you will always figure everything out. You can have this pride that says, you don't need any of these people around you. All you need is yourself, and you will decide how your life ends up. What happens when you give into that pride is that you put more and more and more weight on your own shoulders. You are the one that is in charge of the outcome of your life. Guys, that weight, the weight of this world, the weight of your inheritance that the world is going to give you, it will crush you. And if it hasn't crushed you yet, it will. Then what can happen is that this pride will actually feed into your fear. You're afraid that you can't do it, so it makes you push harder. It makes you use up energy that you don't have. The fear can feed into your pride too. You start thinking, well, what if that new person that just started in this job is better than me? What happens if my kids like that, that person that my ex-spouse is dating more than me? This fear and this pride can make you go crazy. And then there's no outlet because the inheritance you have received from this world tells you that it's up to you and only you to figure this stuff out. At this point, you are separated from the inheritance that God has set up for you. What that might look like is that you're too ashamed about failure to talk to God. You've become too arrogant to pray. You're too afraid of what the answer might be when you ask God a question. Or you could be too passionate, too focused about your own agenda to wait for God to reveal his agenda to you. And it's a tough world when you fall into this. And the world wasn't any easier on the younger son in Jesus' story. So let's take another look at Luke 15. There it says, A few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted all his money in wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land, and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him, and the man sent him into the fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him. But no one gave him anything. There it is. The inheritance given to the younger son by his father only lasted so long when it was disconnected from the father. When it was solely up to the son to take care of himself, things went very wrong. He spent all his money in terrible ways and began to starve. But you know what? He's self-reliant. He can stand up on his own two feet. So he went out and got a job. But he was so hungry, he thought about eating the slop he was feeding the pigs. And even then, at the end of his job, no one would give him anything. The world let him down. Guys, the world will do the same thing to you, to all of us. There isn't a single person on this planet that will always come through for you. There will be people that come through for you a lot. But if you think that there is someone out there that will never disappoint you, you're wrong. This world will fail you. You will fail yourself. That's just how it is. So what can we do when we find ourselves broken and at the end of our options? 
What can we do when we realize that we are in this world on our own? Let's take a look at Luke 15. There Jesus says, When the younger son finally came to his senses, he said to himself, Well, at home, even the hired servants have food to spare, and here I am dying of hunger. I will go home to my father and say, Father, I've sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. Guys, we have to come to our senses. We have to stop relying totally on ourselves, and we need to run back to the Father. We need to say, my way is not the best. We need to understand that the only relying on ourselves and the people around us will lead us to ruin. It'll make us carry a weight that we aren't equipped to carry. We have to run back to our Father. We need to rest in Him and let Him take over. I think there is one easy way we can start to do this. We can lean into the Father and say this. Say, God, I trust you. Repeat that with me. God, I trust you. If you're in one of our chats right now, type that in. God, I trust you. Anytime you feel scared or like you have to take over a situation on your own, I want you to stop and say, God, I trust you. Start your day off like that. You can get a sticky note. You can put it on your mirror. You can put it on the home screen of your phone. God, I trust you. By doing this, you can reframe your mindset. You can develop a temperament of trust in God. Now, I know that can be scary because you've been off on your own for so long. You've been doing things your way forever. So there can be some worry in how God will receive you. And I can understand that you are terrified that God will look at you and say, you are not good enough. That's exactly how the younger son felt. He felt like he wasn't worthy to be called a son anymore. So he was willing to be a servant for his own family. He was willing to work the fields and be like one of the servants there instead of being one of the people that was accepted in the family. Well, let's see how that worked out for the younger son. Luke 15 says this. So he returned home to his father. And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming, filled with love and compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father said to the servants, quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet and kill the calf we've been fattening. We must celebrate with the feast for the son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the party began. This is the best, guys. Before the son can even make his way back to the father's house, the dad sees him and runs out to him to meet the younger son with love and compassion. What an amazing way for the younger son to be greeted. I can't even imagine like what that love the son was feeling and the amount of relief he was feeling in that moment that the father accepted him. There's also another piece that jumps out to me about this section. It's that the father ran out before the son even made his way home. That means that the father was watching for the son. The father had been eagerly awaiting the day his son would return to him. The father couldn't wait a second longer than he had to so he could wrap his arms around his son. The son laid down his fear when he showed up that day. 
Then the son laid down his pride when he told the father how unworthy he was. Now, what's amazing here is that the father won't even accept that phrase of unworthiness from his son. He just continues to tell his servants, come, bring the beautiful clothes, bring the ring, bring the sandals, and start the pit, because they were going to have some brisket and ribs and steak that night. And it's the same thing for us. If you have been listening to this, and something in your heart or in your head started to shift back into the direction of the Father, I want you to know that He's already running to you to meet you exactly where you're at. Somehow, some way, you ended up here today listening to this, and He's right here with you. You ended up here ready to receive your inheritance, and the inheritance doesn't have anything to do with your abilities. You were simply adopted into this amazing thing. Look at what it says in Galatians. But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us, who were slaves to the law, so that he could adopt us as his very own children. And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father. Now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you his heir. So the way this happens, the way you receive this inheritance is by simply believing. All you have to do is simply believe that Jesus was the one that God sent to buy this freedom for you. You no longer have to carry the identity that this world has handed to you. No. The only identity you will need to carry is that you are a son of God, that you are a daughter of the Almighty, that you are a child of the most powerful, most loving, most graceful being in all of existence. I want you to receive that new title today. To do that, I just want you to pray something like this along with me. So just go ahead and bow your head and pray this with me. Just say something like this. Father, thank you for sending your son. Thank you for sending Jesus to take on all the mistakes I've made in my life. Please accept me into your house. I want to be your child. Amen. Now, for some of you, you've been in this place for a long time. You have known that you are a son or a daughter. You have done all the right things for your life. You've worked so hard to please God. You've become so good at following the rules, but you see these new people coming into the family get celebrated, and you wonder, like, where's my celebration? Where's the party for me? Well, this story of the son speaks to that. Let's go back to Luke 15. There Jesus says, Meanwhile, the older son was in the fields working. When he returned home, he heard music and dancing in the house, and he asked one of the servants what was going on. Your brother is back! He was told, and your father has killed the fattened calf. We are celebrating because of his safe return. The older brother was angry and wouldn't go in. His father came out and begged him, but he replied, all these years I've slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing you told me to do. And all that time, you never gave me even one young goat for a feast with my friends. Yet this son of yours comes back after squandering your money on prostitutes? 
You celebrate by killing the fattened calf? His father said to him, Look, dear son, you've always stayed by me, and everything I have is yours. We had to celebrate this happy day, for your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So guys, I want you to know that even though you have been a part of this family for a long time, it doesn't mean that you are loved any less. It means you're a leader. It means you're the one that is working in the house and leading the people in the fields. That's your role. Everything the Father has is yours. Nothing has changed. You just have to stand in it. You just have to walk in the identity that He has given you. You have to understand that you are the next generation that will fulfill what He is doing here on this earth. Now, if you want to commit to that, I want you to pray something like this with me right now. I just want you to speak some words to the Father. Just say something like this. Father, thank you for sharing everything with me. Today, I ask that you help me lead the people that are around me. I ask that you would help me lead my family, my friends, my coworkers, everyone that's close to me. I ask that you would show me what you want me to be doing in these fields. I ask that you would show me the exact people I need to help right now. I ask that you would help me lead like Jesus did. I ask that you would help me show grace to other people the way you have shown it to me. Amen. All right, guys. Thanks to all of you for being a part of our service here at Akuo. If you need anything at all, please don't hesitate to message us on our social media platforms or going to our website, akuo.church, that's A-K-O-U-O.church, to contact us. Or you can call us or text message us at 210-901-8785. 210 210-901- Eight seven eight five. Now, if you liked our service and you want to share it with someone, or if you've missed any of the services we've done over the last few weeks, you can always go back and watch them on our YouTube channel. You can also listen to our services while you're in the car or on the go by downloading our audio podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Now, while you're on any of these, please rate and subscribe uh, to our sermons. By doing this, it's just going to help us get in front of more and more people every single week. Next, I want to talk about how we practice generosity here at Akuo. What we do is practice the biblical method of giving called tithing, which means giving a first fruit 10% offering to the storehouse, which is your local church. Now, we believe that when you trust God with anything in your life, there's a blessing. So what we talked about today, God, I trust you. And we believe that it's the same with your finances. When you can trust God with your finances, he's going to bless you in it. And guys, you can see how we are using our finances. We want it to link to our community. We don't want Trunk or Treat to be the one thing that we do to help out our community, to link to our community. So we have more events planned coming up over the next few months. And part of the way that we're able to do this is because you guys tithe each and every week. Now, the way that you can tithe here at Akuo Church is by going to our website, akuo.church. It's A-K-O-Y-O.church. And when you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the instructions. We also have our text to tithe option. For that, all you have to do is text AKUO, A-K-O-U-O, and the dollar amount that you want to tithe to the number 7797. And when you do it the first time, you will have to sign up for it and fill out a, a quick questionnaire. But after that, all you have to do is send a text message. 
Now, if you don't want to give electronically, we also have our PO box available if you would like to send your tithe through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail your tithe to PO Box 100-125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. Now, one last thing is that each Wednesday night, we have a Bible study through Zoom. And I know it's a thing that we talk about every single week, but it's something that we do because we love it and we want you to be there. Every week, we have worship, we have a chance to speak in a small group of five or six, and we get a chance to pray with one another. So we want you guys to be a part of that. The links for this meeting is in all of our social media. All right, guys, that's all that we have for you today. I want you to know that each and every day I am praying for you every single day, all week long. So one last time before we leave here, let me pray over you. So Jesus, as everyone clicks off their browser, turns off their TV, puts away their phone, uh, finishes up this podcast, I ask that you'd be speaking to them. Jesus, I ask that you would help them lead in the fields that you have assigned them to work. I ask that you would help them lead like you. I ask that you would help them lean into you. I ask that they would understand that whatever is going on, they don't have to do it on their own. They just have to trust in you. Jesus, I pray that they can simply trust in you this week. And we pray these things in your holy, wonderful, and beautiful name. Amen. All right, guys, that's it. We'll see you on Wednesday at our Zoom group. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O dot church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.